They're all wearing seersucker, which is a crime in itself. The Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to episode 212. Coming up this week, we have The Slap, Chris Carr being Chris Carr, Permitless Carry, Slow Learning Politicians, and Crazy Parody. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, writer, journalist, dog mom, owner of the Georgia Virtue, Jessica Salaji. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm great. That was a great intro. <laughs> was Good it? job. I actually wrote it down this week, so <laughs> you didn't apparently just wing it. Apparently, I can't go off script. It's okay. I, I, so I, I'm going to need, need a teleprompter. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, he, you know what Rush used to call uh, Obama's teleprompter was POTUS or, or TOTUS, teleprompter of the United States. Nice. <laughs> so. We yeah. have a complaint, apparently. Well, Tiffany complains about you every week, almost. But this week, I'm only bringing it up because she is reinforcing something about that I knew. Like, okay, so she, I, last week when we talked about the gangsta segment, you mentioned the pimp and hoe parties. And I have never heard of that until you mentioned it. I've never been to one, never heard of it. And but I didn't say anything because you know I did grow up in Alpharetta. However, she hadn't heard of it either. So I think you're the only one with like the pimp and hoe party thing. <laughs> you've you've never gone to a, or never heard of a pimp and hoe party at a sorority or a fraternity? No. <laughs> well, I suppose if if Tiffany hasn't heard of it, nobody has. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's a thing. It's. <laughs> You can even rent the costumes or buy costumes for, from, well, now on the, on the internet to, for big pimp hats and all that stuff. Uh-huh. You would know. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I would know. <laughs> well, I just wanted to fact, clarify. pimping is not easy. Well, oh, God. I, I thought that I, there was, like, you know, something wrong with me, perhaps, because I hadn't heard of this. But I did, I was comforted by the fact that she had not either, so... She complains about me every week. Mm-hmm, she does. I mean, I'll blame her. <laughs> the list of list of women complaining about me is getting longer and longer. Well, naturally. <laughs> so we have the slap heard around the world. Will Smith, Chris Rock, and G.I. Jane. It really was the slap heard around the world. I didn't hear about it till Monday morning early because when I woke up, like every Facebook post was talking about it, and I was like, "What? What happened?" And then, of course, the thing that irritated me because I'm not one of these like pop culture lovers, I guess, is that the U.S. managed to censor it in real time, while Japan and Australia and all these others saw the entire thing, heard the entire thing, had no censorship, and we claim to be, like, these advocates of free speech and everything, but, you know, we don't even let reality unfold in front of us, and people think that's not a big deal. But anyway. You know, the funny thing is, Will Smith was laughing until he looked over at his wife. He was. And then he just said, look, this is the sign of a unhinged marriage and apparently they've been pretty public about their marital problems and you know whether or not they're in an open relationship and she was you know uh sleeping with one of her son's friends and being seen out in public with them not not even like having a shameful affair like a like a decent person like out in public with them appearing she was also wearing a dress you can't walk in 
It looked like paper mache, and I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch it live. I found it like you did next day at open, opening Facebook, but on the it, on the news, they kept showing the red carpet, and she could hardly move in this thing. This giant dress with a huge train that just she looked like a princess cake topper. Nice for a little girl's table, uh, a little girl's party. Nice, but the joke was innocuous. Uh. Chris Rock claims he didn't know about her alopecia, which is quite possible. It's also I didn't. What, yeah, I mean, I, I actually did read something about it. It came across Facebook that that the reason she shaved her head, and I, I read the article because I thought it was interesting that the well, it was about her fifty diamond tiara or something she was wearing, and why mm-hmm. she why she got that. Uh, which which is fine. I mean, she was tired of wearing wigs, and look, I, I totally appreciate sure. it, but. Yeah. First of all, you're Hollywood. You have to have thick, thicker skin. Secondly, if you're going to be at one of these award shows, you know the, the comedian is up there to, to roast people, to make fun of them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was what was odd to me, was that this is like something that's always done. And I feel sure that the line has been crossed in the past. But Don Wrinkles. Just, go ahead. Don Wrinkles used to do it. Yeah, I think... The thing that bothered me the most is that, other than the censorship part, but about the actual slap and and whatnot, is that let's just say that you did know and and you crossed the line and it was an offensive joke or it was a joke that, you know, everybody thought was inappropriate. I really just don't think that that gives you the right to put your hands on somebody. And it wasn't even, I mean, he was defending someone, allegedly, someone else, too. Like, people were like, oh, like, there were girls posting on social media, oh, I, you know, I am so proud of Will Smith, and he, I love a man that will defend a woman, and he wasn't taking any shit, and this, that, and the other. Mm, no. He showed his Let's Let's say that Chris Rock is, you know, in the wrong. Okay, so now you have two clowns on stage, and everyone thinks Will Smith's the hero? No, and, and you know he was the guy that did it right. He was mm-hmm. the guy that that had a rap career, never cursed. Uh, he, he was the guy that did it right. Now I know his his children nutcases, his wife's nutcase, and he's probably nutcase too. But professionally, he always did it right. He, he and everyone he, liked him. Yeah, everybody my age watched The Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uh, so the the whole thing is he. In 20 seconds, destroyed the view that people have of him, of doing it the right way, of not being violent. You know, none of his none of his music is about violence. You know, it's all fun, happy music. You know, even the later stuff with Miami or, you know, when he was younger, Paris don't understand. It was it was it was lighthearted. You know, the same time that, uh, you know. NWA is coming out same time that we start to see Eminem start to emerge. Will Smith is still doing clean stuff. And he does this goofy TV show that, you know, kids my age certainly watched and were invested in and always had a good moral of the story. And and I understand we don't know these stars. Bill Cosby, the same thing. Everything he did was clean up up until the camera shut off. And then he was an awful, horrible human being. I'm not comparing the two, but you know, just saying we don't we don't actually know these people. Sure. But he he destroyed his image in 20 seconds. Well, and there's a lot of people who like said that it was staged, and you know, they thought it was because Chris Rock was laughing right before he was slapped and stuff. I don't think it was staged. If you look at everyone's faces in that room, some of them are quite funny, actually, but. Um, I did not gather that that was it was it was an awkward response after. Well, he was laughing when he got up on stage because I don't think Chris Rock was expecting to no. be assaulted. Uh, he he thought uh, Will Smith was coming up there to to uh, to to Talk make a joke or so, yeah. yeah something like that uh, to be you know to be Will this Will Smith that, that we know not go up and and smack the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. By the way, Chris Rock has sold out, uh, like his show in Atlanta sold out immediately after that. Uh, 
But the problem is people take their social cues from, from these idiots. Right. And they think it's going to, it's now appropriate if you're at a comedy show and you hear a joke that you don't like or something that offends you, or if I'm sitting in the front row and they say, look at this fat SOB over here, uh, that, that you're justified in standing up and assaulting the performer. Right. It's comedy. And look, these people do not, when I say these people, Hollywood stars do not like being made fun of. They don't. They pretend because they're actors, but they are very thin skinned. So that, yeah, that, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. It, it, was, it was stupid, but Will Smith certainly, it, it, look, this won't affect Will Smith. He's got more money than God. I think he was disappointed with himself after the fact. I really do. Well, he sure as hell partied afterwards. Well, yes, but I mean, like, when he went up there for his award, um, you know, for after, I don't know how long in time after it was, like, in in real time, but, and and during the commercial break, like, showing him with Denzel and everything, he just seemed... um, What's made it worse is... Now the jokes and memes are out on his wife, <clears throat> showing Will Smith holding the Oscar said uh, to calm him down. They gave him a statue, uh, a miniature <laughs> yeah. statue of his wife. Are things you can do? Are things you can't do? Make fun of uh, of Jada Pinkett Smith's hair. Things you can do. Sleep with Jada Pinkett Smith. The memes are horrible, like horribly funny, but they're they're horrible. And my my whole thing is like the Oscars is not something that everybody watches. I mean. Almost everyone in my circle, close circle, didn't know about it from watching it. They knew about it from hearing about it and then looking it up. And so his response, I think, generated 10 times more attention to the fact that somebody was mocking her hair or lack thereof um, than it would have if he hadn't reacted that way. I didn't know they were on. Now, look, when we had three TV networks and you watched shows in real time and before DVR and all that stuff, you knew the Oscars were on because whatever channel was on, your Sunday shows weren't coming on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and it was an event. People would, people would throw Oscar parties and, and you know treat it like the Super Bowl of movies. And it's turned into just such a, a goat rodeo and the uh, Academy of nominating movies that nobody has seen it did nobody cares it, nobody's in of course we're, we're also inundated with with hollywood every day on social media it's not a special event anymore so i had no idea it was happening yeah i didn't really either so but and, and look even if the the joke was inappropriate it that would have made the news the next day is Chris Rock jokes about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia, and that may have made news for a short cycle, and, and everybody would would have uh, come down on Chris Rock about it being a tasteless joke. I still don't and think so, it would have gotten the traction that. Oh Lord, no! There, there wouldn't be th- there would be a hundred thousand memes about it. Right. It, 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 it would have run. He would apologize. It'd be over. Right. And the guy who comes out a winner in this is the comedian. But don't you, I feel like Hollywood really waited to gauge. I mean, I think they were all shocked by what happened because they weren't anticipating it. But I think that Hollywood as a whole waited to see where the public fell before they chose somebody to. Yeah, they did. Just like they just like they didn't arrest him or even escort him out. Like, why? I mean, I would I would it's supposed to be this like. Classy. Uh, well-mannered event and he kind of crapped on that well yeah the things hollywood certainly stuck a wetted finger in the air to figure out which way the wind was blowing before they came out right and then you know when the public when the public started coming they're like, all right well, we've got a discipline i can't remember what the discipline uh thing is that they're going to do to will smith i don't know they, they could have thrown him out of the academy they could have taken his award away from him which i don't agree with because i don't either he, he won he won Right, uh, you can throw him out of the academy. You can you can disinvite him from future uh, award ceremonies. But 
I've, I've, I don't, they're, they're not going to come down that hard on him. What do you think about the arrest? Well, as we've said many times, the police and the prosecutors do not work for the victims. They work for the state. And there, if there is evidence of a crime, you don't need a victim to, this whole idea of pressing charges, you don't, you don't need to press charges. Yeah, but we see all the time where a non, I mean, domestic violence stuff is tossed out all the time because a, a victim won't comply. Well, that's because you don't have a witness to it. You have now probably billions of people around around the world that have seen this uh, this twenty seconds at least. Uh, you've got you get uh, witnesses out the butt. I mean, it's you get everybody saw it, saw it live. There's a whole room full of people who saw it right in front of their eyes. Right. So you know, with domestic violence, the you only have two witnesses there: the 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 abuser and the abusee. And if the abusee refuses to to cooperate, there's not a whole lot the state can do unless the unless the police officer actually witnessed it. Yeah. Unless as sad as that Gabby is, Petito. I I hate I hate to to compare uh, a true horrible crime to uh, uh, slapping somebody, but but it's inappropriate, and it if anybody else, I mean, if I. Like you, the example you did give with a comedy show. If I smacked a comedian, what would happen to me? Oh yeah, you're 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 gonna wear I'd some be bracelets. Off. I wouldn't see the rest of the show. You certainly wouldn't see the rest of the show, and you'd probably get a ride in a police car. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're not. They're not you're not going to get you know ten years hard labor, but you're certainly going to be arrested for assault. Unless your name's Ashley or Griffin. Battery. Yeah, unless your name's Ashley Griffin, then you're just supposed to take it. Good God, I'm going to bring that up. Speaking of train wrecks, Chris Carr craps the bed again. He did. Um, We've talked about this case a lot on the show because we talked about the march to the sea and um, the family and the way, like, the the prosecutor, who is the same one from the Ashley Griffin case, all that fun stuff. Um, This is the trooper case where the grand jury returned a no bill of indictment after the district attorney jury shopped and all that. And there was a civil claim. They did that march to the sea from Sylvania to Savannah to get the attention of federal prosecutors. And um, they very much made this about race because it was a white trooper and a black uh, motorist. I mean, I guess you can call him that. He had a suspended license. I I guess you're still a motorist, even if it's unlawful. But um, anyway, They sued the state. They announced, they actually announced like a year and a half ago that they were planning on suing the state because, you know, we have to, they have to give notice. You have to let the government know you're going to sue them, ask for permission, basically. And there was a settlement. And that's what, I think it was in late February that it was actually determined. But they decided that um, the attorney general and the Department of Administrative Services decided to settle with the surviving spouse of Julian Lewis for $4.8 million um, for his loss of life and punitive damages and all this crap. So obviously, I think this is complete and utter horse because Julian Lewis was a 60-year-old, at least three-time convicted felon who at the time of his death was driving unlicensed um, in a car he didn't own, and the toxicology report showed that he had at least two illegal substances in his system. Um, and he had been out of prison. He was out on parole. He'd been out for a month, maybe a little bit more. Um, and so had he been detained, if he would have not fled from police, um, he would have gone back to jail and we would be footing his bill once again, until he went to prison where we would continue to foot the bill for him, like we've done, we had done for a a decent portion of his life. Um, And, and so the life he had left as a convicted felon, it's not like he was this, I mean, the settlements are supposed to be based on economic loss and the value of the life that is lost and what you didn't get to provide. Um, And they said that that was $4.8 $4.8 million. It's the sec- It's the largest in history in the last 32 years for the state. It is beyond the state's tort statute um, cap. And it's complete and utter horse. 
yeah, look, 4.8 million. If, if I'm killed wrongfully by the state, you know, because of he my wasn't age, killed wrongfully. I, I understand. Okay, okay, because of my age. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's something, but because of the fact that I do contribute to society and obviously if, if Connie were to lose me, she would lose the income that comes from Dr. Cool and, and all that stuff. Right. So that, that all goes into the settlement. This is a guy who is a, at least a felon cubed. Mm-hmm. In and He's out of jail. Parole. Yeah. In and out of jail his entire life on parole. And look. Not gainfully employed. Yeah, and he's the one that messed up. It's he not, fled. It's, it's not a hard thing. Blue lights behind you. Move to the right. Roll down your window. Wait. If there's if it's if you're wrongfully stopped, you take you take it to an attorney. But that's this guy fled. Now people can make whatever whatever excuses they want for him is because he's been in the system in and out. He was naturally afraid of police officers, and they shouldn't have chased. I, I, I'm. I know. I'm just saying. I just want people to know that I think that is not correct. You, okay. You were fired the hell up today. Do you know why? Let me. Let me. I'll just interrupt you for one second because I wrote a column about this, which is why we're talking about it on the show. But it's infuriate. Like every time this case comes up, it just. I feel full of rage about it because, one, I have attended every single proceeding since it happened. I've written about it. I've done my own research. And yet the mainstream media puts out this narrative. They didn't, they don't, they don't mention any of the important factors. They just mentioned that a white man or a white trooper shot a black man who was going to the store to get his wife a soda. And, you know, he was just caught at, in, in this awful situation and then was gunned down when, and they said there, you know, there was no chase and there was no this, like, I know all those things are not true, and I know the people that matter know that that's not true, and the grand jurors obviously realize that that's not true, but I cannot stand the narrative, and we see it all the time, but this one, you know, it bothers me more because I I followed it so closely, and like I can confirm it's not true, and it's, it's shoddy journalism, and people are stupid. It's not journalism. It's no, it's aimed, not. It's aimed propaganda. Look, this goes, I mean, it goes back further, but in, in recent memory, the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman case, when they put the pictures out mm-hmm. and they put the picture of Trayvon Martin as a 12-year-old kid uh, from his from his school picture and uh, uh, the booking photo for, yep. uh, for Zimmerman, and they pushed this narrative, a white man kills a, a black child. And they find out, well, he's actually Hispanic. Well, racist Hispanic kills kills a child. No, actually, he has done a lot of work with with uh, with with black youth. They, uh, took a black girl to prom. He's not racist at all. And, and the narrative fell apart, but they kept pushing pushing this narrative, and because they had an agenda. The these these folks, the 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 folks that are anti police and anti self defense. They push. They push this narrative, and they pick the worst heroes possible. They do, and that's it, it, what you just mentioned is is happening here too with the the photos and everything. I mean, I use his trooper photo every single time because this happened in his capacity as a trooper, and he's not been convicted of anything. And so, why would I use his mugshot? But everybody else, they use the damn mugshot every single time. And they use this photo of the guy, or they use the T-shirts that everyone's had printed with his photo on them. You know, where's his mugshot? And yeah. you know what's really sick about it is that, you know, the people who are so like, oh, the family deserves every penny. Okay, well, first of all, you're misinformed, and thank you for announcing it to everybody. But let's just say that they are. Okay, um, nothing changes. So the Georgia State Patrol didn't change any policy. Um, yes, Jacob Thompson isn't a trooper anymore, but I mean, you, you say it's a a systemic problem and that it's, you know, entire agencies and, and it's across, it's, it's been going on for decades. So there's no change there. Um, it, it doesn't make it like, they're not changing any training. They're not changing better equipment. They haven't instituted body cameras. They haven't done, you know, they don't have new equipment. They don't have more people working so that more than one person goes to a stop. They, I mean, none of these things. So what you're praising is hush money. 
And you said that in this case, you are okay with just letting it go because it was, you know, they got $4.8 million. So um, we'll, we'll hush up for that. No problem. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, pathetic. Yeah. My, my husband, father, son's life uh, was priced. Whoa, 4.8. Okay. And of course, you know, the attorneys are the ones who win. Sure. They didn't, they didn't even have to go to court and they're going to get, uh, what's the standard now on a, on a tort case? 33%? Something. I said, I asked that, but it, they, I was told between 30 and 40, so. Yeah, I always thought it was a third. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the attorneys get to pocket at least a cool mill. And more, more than a cool mill. Of course, I looked up other cases um, just to, to compare like ages and amounts. It's not... I didn't consider whether or not um, someone was found guilty or not. But we talked about it on the show, the Hector, I think it's Ariola case from Columbus. He's He had a little girl. I think she's under 10. So um, he, they got $500,000 and 490 of it went to her and 10,000 went to the administration of it for her. Um in, he was 30 years old. In Metter, a woman who left behind a child, she was just the passenger in a car where she died because of a police chase. She got 525. Um, the highest one I saw was a 24-year-old from Henry County. He sued the police department and the county, and um, he got $3 million, or his family got $3 million. I mean, but he was, Julian Lewis was three times his age. This is five mil almost to get it off the news. Well, it's Chris Carr's fault because they didn't even bring the people involved. They didn't bring the agency. They didn't bring the trooper. None of those people were at the table. And you can bet your that for the next, mm, let's see, today it's going to be April 4th when this show drops. So that's May, June, July, August. I don't know how many, seven, six months till election. Um, Every time I mention Chris Carr, I'm going to be like, yeah, did you hear that um, he approved, signed off on a settlement for the family of a convicted felon who was fleeing from police while under the influence and putting all the people in the county at risk? Can you believe that? Even $5 million. Yeah, vote for Chris. Yeah, this isn't this wasn't a judgment from a jury. This was settlement. Yeah. So it looks like he messed up Jackie Johnson's case, too. Yeah, I. this makes me sick because, well, I mean, we talked about it. It's kind of like... Dick Donovan, um, Mark, poor Mark Jones is the only one who I think was thoroughly charged. I've had, to, I've not been excited about Jackie Johnson's charges all along because it only dealt with the Ahmaud Arbery case. And I feel like if um, Chris had done his homework, he could have not only found more to charge her with in that case, but also um, he could have, uh, charged her on other cases so her attorneys filed i think the motion itself is like 20 pages but they attached like 120 pages of exhibits and everything um for for jackie johnson and they're claiming that they're asking a judge to throw out the case because um it's politically motivated and it's a vendetta by the Glen County commissioners. And she's, she's basically claiming that the commissioners in Glen County, cause we know they had a horrible relationship. You know, she tried to dissolve the police department via the grand jury process and all this other stuff um, that they lobbied the um, attorney general to come down and do this. And I mean, there's plenty of us who think that what he did do is, is directly, is it's wholly political because of the Ahmad Arbery. I don't think that means she didn't do it. But from the if the if the motion that was filed is correct, it sounds like um he didn't do it correctly. And so in if that's the case, then her violation of oath by a public officer and her obstruction of law enforcement um charges would be tossed out the judge actually ironically is judge turner who used to practice in or preside over um court in bullet county and he's the assigned judge because obviously none of the judges can um but basically like everything all the entire argument is that 
this is completely fabricated. It's just a hit job. There's no evidence. Um, and the attorney general presented improperly sworn, quote, evidence to the grand jury over that three-month period last summer um, to to get the indictment that it wanted and um, that, like, all the police and the ADAs were in agreement that it was self-defense even up until Joyette Holmes was overseeing the case, you know, before she got canned. Um, but... It's just not good, and, and Chris Carr's office just, you know, it's all out there. Like, everything she did is out there. No, it might not be by the AJC because they weren't boots on the ground, but the local entities like the Baxley Informer and um, the Brunswick News to some extent, and, I mean, I covered it, there were other things that she did that she could be charged criminally for, and they opted not even to go into that. And so now we run the risk of... It getting thrown out completely, which makes me want, I mean, I'll still always use her mugshot for forever and ever. I'll still wear my shirt with it on it. But um, if they would have had a laundry list of charges for the laundry list of unethical, illegal misdeeds that she's committed. I mean, hell, you're not even allowed to appoint your own prosecutor. It says that in the law. Like, you don't get to just pick somebody. And she did that, like... 11 times <laughs> so charge her 11 times for either you know misconduct or violating her oath in that capacity charge her with perjury because she's a liar i mean like like she would you or me it's like she has on. yeah five glenn county police officers um you know all the irony of her crying out that it is a hit job and political and impermissible and um, unjust and without evidence. I mean, Katie Sasser, John Hall Jr., Kelsey Rayner, um, Caroline Smalls, they would all enter the chat if they weren't dead, but they're dead. So they can't. They can't. They can't smirk. They can't laugh about it. They can't think it's ironic. And Chris Carr couldn't do this one thing. And you know damn well that if this gets tossed, he's not going to bring it back too close to the election. And he's not going to bring it back after an election, no matter what. Um, which to me is an argument to vote for anybody but Chris Carr, because as much as it shouldn't be partisan, a Democrat or a libertarian, and the libertarian is Martin Cowan, um, those people are much more likely to come back and reassess the facts because Chris Carr will be like, well, you know, we're four years from another. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to spend my next term just going after Republicans. Okay, buddy. Whatever. He sucks. Uh, he freaking sucks. Up. He's yeah. awful. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. Yes, and also remember that you don't have to complete your ballot to submit it. So if Chris Carr does not have anybody on the May ballot, you don't have to put a box. He didn't if he didn't earn your vote, which he shouldn't, because if you're listening to this show, then you know better. Um, don't vote for him. Well, he doesn't. He says he wants the votes of the people, but says he does not represent the people. So screw him. Yes. So as the show drops, it is CNADA, or as we say in Georgia, sign die. Uh, They're all wearing we, seersucker, which is a crime in itself. <laughs> that much seersucker in one room. Uh, so we'll have a legislative season wrap up next week. Uh, uh, CNADA sometimes goes deep into the uh, uh, latest hours of, you know, the day ends when the gavel hits. So it's it a legislative th- day. Yep. Three o'clock in the morning. So all the 39 previous legislative days, you know, they could gavel out at two o'clock in the afternoon or gavel out at 10 o'clock in the morning. So everybody can go to the uh, national championship game. But this one may can run 
can run late, late, late. So we won't have that information and we'll be able to digest it in time, uh, obviously, before uh, before our next show. But what we do have a little information on is SB 319, quote unquote, constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Which we all agree is not constitutional carry. It is permitless carry. Constitutional carry would be striking the entire code section and being like, best of luck. <laughs> right. <It'd> be, <laughs> I mean, what are the laws governing uh, carrying a hammer? Shall well, not be infringed. Right. That that that's enough for me. But you know that's not that's not how it works. the The Senate bill originally was fairly clean. Was it, it struck a bunch of yeah, it struck a bunch of stuff and put in uh, a lawful. Uh, I can't remember what the term was, but weapon carrier. Car- yeah, lawful. it's like lawful carry carrying of a weapon or lawful weapon carrier. That's right. The- so it took out all the all everything that says permit holder and put in you know lawful weapon carrier. So essentially if you're not prohibited from owning a firearm do it to it. And of course it Steph still left all the off limits things that are off limits schools, voting precincts, uh courthouses, mental institutions. Private property still exists like if you don't want to allow them and you are a private entity you can do that. Um. Although signs carry no weight in Georgia. If they, if someone sees it, they can ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, you're guilty of trespassing. Right. But if you see, if, if there's a no, no firearm sign, that's the, now places like Texas, at least it used to, that carried weight. You are now illegally carrying a firearm in a place that was posted not to have firearms. Well, it's really only an issue if, you get caught. And well, so is smoking it, crack. I know, but like you can't even in Georgia under current law, they can't ask you to show proof of that you have a weapons carry permit. Like if if you're somewhere and let's say you try to go into a courthouse and you forgot that it's in your briefcase or whatever, they can't they can tell you to leave, of course, and they can um you know, charge you with a misdemeanor if they so choose, but they cannot ask you to produce proof that you have a weapons carry permit. Now it could be because it's, I don't know, it's not federal because you go you go to county jail if you carry a firearm, uh, if you forget you have a, uh, a gun in your backpack and you go through security at the airport. Typically, if you have a carry permit, they'll give the gun back to you. You can go put it in your car, and then you get a huge fine from the FAA later. But they don't, you know, if you're a lawful, if you're, if you have a permit, typically they, they cut you loose, you go put the gun in your car, then, then hopefully still make your flight or, or take the next one. Mm-hmm. That's happened to my friend. I know. I know. That, that particular person got arrested. And I think that that was fairly recent after someone had a negligent discharge in the airport. Yeah. But they took him to Clayton County. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. By bus. Of all, of all the places to get locked up, I don't know between the jurisdictions if you want to go to Fulton County Jail uh, or uh, Clayton. I don't know. Uh, Fulton all day long. Clayton or Victor Hill will strap you to a damn chair. Well, this is true. Allegedly, this is true. Allegedly, allegedly. So, so as it passed the Senate, it was fairly clean. Like like anything else, it, it starts out a. a Starts out a great idea, then it goes into the sausage grinder. It was 25 pages, but it was mostly 25 pages of striking or, you know, striking and replacing with the term that we mentioned. Like, it wasn't a whole bunch of moving this, adding this, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, it, but it was straightforward, easy. Uh, it was easy to understand. If you scrolled through the, the original bill and you see underline, you see where it strikes, it's fairly easy to, to follow. Then it goes into the sausage grinder, it goes over the house. And of course, the house passed their version uh, virtually at the same time, but uh, SB 319 is, is, is what is currently being worked on. Correct. And the house, of course, did some committee manipulation they added back um 
there was a part about like when you can transport what is considered transporting in your home, your car, these types of things. Obviously, before that was with regard to a weapons carry license. So they struck all of that in the Senate. Well, the House added it back by so basically they're saying like, we want to have a reference to it because no, it's the same. I equate it to when you're legalizing weed versus decriminalizing it. Like when you decriminalize something, you strike, there's no law and regulation about it. If they're, if you legalize it, the state is giving you the power to do it or have it or whatever the verb is. But um, we're supposed to be free people. So I think that decriminalization is the optimal Right. Our, our, our rights are endowed by our creator, not the government. So it, it, it's a pointless, uh, since we no longer, you no longer have to have a permit, it's pointless to say you can carry in your car. Well, no kidding. You can, you can have it in your house. Really? Yeah. It's the, like I said, the, the Senate version was cleaner. Now, the House has a lot more deal making that has to be done. Hell, the number of senators that co-sponsored the bill was enough to carry it. I mean, well, that was I mean, that was because Kemp said, I need this to happen this election year. And so everyone was like, we'll do it. I also think the last three years he's been not yet. For sure. He couldn't do everything. And, you know, there's I've there's been a lot less that I've written about this session. There's been a lot less that. And it's not because I'm not paying attention. It's because it's an election year and Republicans know that they're in for the fight of their freaking lives for their seats. And I mean, we're about to talk about the mental health bill, but really, I mean, I'm yes, I'm against um, handouts and I'm against I'm not against paying employees properly, but I'm against just shelling out bonuses. And I mean, the timing, like just all of this. So how many times do you want me to say I'm against that? I'm not just going to put out an article every single day about, I mean, I am against buying someone's vote, like $1,000 for law enforcement, $2,000 for teachers, $3,000 for teachers. Like we're just throwing money at everything. We're, we're not making veterans pay taxes now. Okay, well, that's noble. But if it's a burden on veterans, it's a burden on everyone. Like it's just all, it's the same concept on we're just cookie cutter across and changing the demographic. And that's literally all they've done. This session is that, and then um, mental health, constitutional carry, and then that damn tax return thing that they want me to be like, woo, thank you for my $250. Oh, by the way, enjoy your $5,000 raise that you gave yourself, regardless of whether or not the pay raise passes on the ballot. Congrats on your five thousand dollar raise that you gave yourself, along with state employees. Congrats! Thanks for my two fifty. initiatives rarely fail because because they're written in such a way that you know. Yeah. Do you do you like puppies and babies? Oh uh, yeah. Do you want to prohibit the legislator legislature from manipulating their salary? Restrict them. Yeah, I want to restrict them. I want to restrict them down to zero dollars. I want to choke them out. So yeah. The- there, there, there hasn't been anything groundbreaking here. I am kind of surprised they pushed through the the uh, uh, pay raises in election year. But, but it was, I think it was smart at the at the end of it because look at all it's lost. It's hardly been talked about. It's also well, we put we're putting it to the voters. Well, they get no the five thousand dollars they got, and nobody's talking about that because it said state employees, and they don't know that that includes every elected official. And that is a state elected official, and then lawmakers. People don't know. That's why you got to read the georgiavirch.com. Exactly why you have to read uh, the chick over there writing is pretty good. Yeah, she's. <laughs> She doesn't sleep, so she really like. If you read around eleven o'clock at night, it's usually like more fierce. Yeah, I get I get responses from you from messages, <laughs> you know, all hours. Like, what the hell are you doing up at two? It's convenient. Writing? Yes, yes. It's quiet. The dogs were asleep. I could write. They're always asleep. 
Unless we're don't doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, don't say that. Don't don't rouse them. Yes. Certainly don't mention them by name. Uh, there was something about uh, service member renewal of concealed weapons permits that that was struck. Um, there was a, a, an amendment that I believe failed. I, I'm, I'm sure it failed because it's not in there now. But someone tried to sneak in uh, mandatory background checks and all firearm transfers. Uh, which means if I were to sell to a private individual, I'd have to go to a federal firearms license and have them do a background check and transfer it and then, you know, pay them whatever they charge for, for doing that. It's, I mean, that failed, I, I think, pretty quickly. But, you know, these things get thrown in the sausage grinder and what comes out is is unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Or so, you ask yourself why. Like, why? Because sometimes, or a lot of times they know stuff that we don't. And so we don't really understand why, you know, they're taking something out or putting something in until it happens and someone's restricted or emboldened or whatever. Yeah. And we were talking before the show, it's laborious to keep up with with everything that's put in and taken out because it's it's not just put on a on a single uh, single document that, yeah that this is this what's done is you have to read what went from 25 pages to what 45 or 50 pages now no it's still 25 but the way that it has what what's what annoys me is that they they pay to have the site overhauled and now like when let's say you go to a bill and you it pops up and it has like the name the the, the members the committees that it went through and then it has the the status like the all the actions and then it has all the votes well instead of i i love open in new window that is my favorite feature because i don't think that like you need to be able to look at things across the board at a minimum on the news site, you can't share older versions of stuff. You can only share a link to the main landing page itself. You can't even you used to be able to share the individual vote. You can't do that anymore. You can share the page and it takes you to the vote if somebody knows where to click. But and I think I totally think that was by design. But it's like that throughout the whole thing. And they spent all this time and money redoing the site. And what would have been most beneficial for people and for lawmakers is to basically do what you do in Google Docs when you have a team working on something and someone can make notes like, you know, version one, you can color code it. Version one removed this phrase and leave it in there the entire time. You can still have all the versions like they have now, but have a tracked bill that shows you like arrow this was struck in this version this was you know put back in there by the house on this date then it was taken out again like so that people can see how it moved when you are if you have a two-page bill obviously it's super simple well i say that but there's been times when i've been like what the hell is different but um when you a shorter bill it is a lot easier to compare you can go line by line. They're numbered. But when you have 25 pages and they've moved sections and deleted and stricken and strucken and expletives that rhyme with strucken, like the entire thing, you have no idea what changed from the beginning. And you you already don't aren't privy to why. So the least they could do is tell us what. Right. Now, the, the interesting thing on this is the bill will become law upon signature or if it just becomes law, if the governor were not to sign it and it just went through and became law, which was not going to happen. I mean, no, it, he's definitely going to. I mean, there'll be a oh ceremony. Oh, yeah. This is going to be uh, a j- bunch of people standing around him, 50 pens just to sign his name. Uh, well, yeah, Park Cannon the, bangs on the door in the corner. Yeah, well, Park Cannon bangs on the door in the corner. Nice callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like they never learn that cameras are everywhere. Uh, Georgia GOP House leader gleefully oh. said Republicans never bring any Democratic bills to the floor and that she kills Medicaid expansion every day. I forgot this was on there. Yeah, Jody Lott, um, you know, she's one of the speaker's lackeys. I think she's running unopposed in the primary and the general. She's from the Augusta, greater metropolis of Augusta. But she said this 
to this girl who writes for um I don't know what they it's it's that Act Blue organization like they want to say that they're not um they're independent they are independent I guess they're not like owned and operated by anybody or any but they're they're super liberal um she recorded it on her phone in a conversation in a public place. It wasn't like it was in the office at the Capitol. I mean, you can see there's like a TV and a, um, it's the undercurrent website, I guess, but she considers themselves like a grassroots journalism organization. Um, but they're, they're hyperlinked to do anything is secure.actblue.com. That's, that's their donation site. So, um, Yeah, and and uh, Representative uh, Renita Shannon jumped on it, which is good for her because it is certainly a <laughs> yeah. But it's because she's running for state office. I know, but I'm saying it's. I, I'm not saying I'm glad. She, I'm saying it was a smart political move too, because that that goes to yeah. her base that Republicans are trying to take away your health care. What's the quote? Is it the quote from from uh, the original quote is. At every health committee, I hit my button, and I'm just like, hmm, hammer them every time. So then uh, Representative uh, Renita Shannon uh, says in a tweet linking this to, to uh, uh, Jody Lott, we must elect leaders in jo- hashtag Georgia who understand that access to health care is life-saving. Bragging about preventing access to health care for low-income Georgians is disgusting. Head to her webpage and, and all that stuff. She's not I mean, wrong. She's not. What's is not about bragging about preventing access, though. It's about preventing the free flow of ideas and discussion. Like, for and also they do bring Democratic bills to the floor. What they do is they put their own names on them because they're like, oh, that was a good idea. Because they're not that different. Because they all vote together most of the time. But it, what she's bragging about is the fact that she silences the other side based on their political affiliation and nobody of course we're not going to harp on that we're going to talk about you know how she's making low-income people die because apparently because that is what sells oh well actually low-income democrats i'm sorry low-income republicans well they're they're effed yeah because that's what sells it's just like the don't say gay bill in florida and, and disney losing their mind is they've they've dubbed it don't say gay no one's actually read the bill same thing here is they're not going to look at the actual uh substance of of what's happening is this makes a, qu- a very quick thing to say republicans are out to kill you vote for me i'm looking out for you they want to kill you mm. uh a quick overview of mental health parity legislation passed. Uh, probably flew through passage 54-0 in the Senate, 166-0 in the House. It did, and, you know, that was not the first round of it. Um, this is the Speaker's Initiative 1013. Obviously, everyone gets the reference. One of the reasons that I haven't, I mean, it's a very big bill, I think, I think by default, there will be some decent things in there. I think no matter what they do, there will be some really bad things that they think are a good idea now or that read well, but are in practicality, not a good idea. And the reason that I have mostly refrained from commenting on it is because, um, not because I don't care, because I very much do. I mean, we've all seen um, horrible cases where bureaucratic red tape prevented somebody from getting the care that they need, whether through law enforcement or just the system. But decades ago, we made a concerted effort to get government out of mental health for a reason, because the pendulum was so far the other direction. um, And it was all in the name of safety and caring for people and people not having the resources and and all this and and we found out a lot later and after a lot of harm that um we were doing some inhumane things and some things that make very everybody uncomfortable and 
I I guess I am just super cautious about like where this is all headed because yeah, you can talk about how you're going to just make it so that they've got to cover mental health care the same way they cover quote regular physical health care. Um, but this is going to grow like every bill does, every law. It will get bigger every year. We didn't talk about, you know, we didn't we didn't ultimately put in any changes to how police involuntarily commit people, but that will come. Like it it always does. All we ever do in our state and generally is swing back and forth across the pendulum or across the spectrum and we just do it incrementally. And while I like I said, I think there's probably some good things in it, but I'm I'm just super concerned well, and I'm really it's, grossed it's out. Gonna, it's going to make uh, insurance more expensive. And it may cost some insurers not to participate in Georgia. Uh, or not. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, they'll it, find it, a reason not to cover you. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But look, one flu of the cuckoo's nest did more to damage mental health care in this country than any single uh, piece of media. Mm-hmm. The Between the book and the movie, and this idea of Nurse Ratchet and abusing of patients did more to damage it because the the knee-jerk reaction to that was starting to let people who should not be operating in a free society on the street. Right. And we, and we do need a mechanism for involuntary committal. We have people in this state that are fed up with whatever problem their family member has, and they take them, they drop them off the hospital because they just drop them off. And, and they have, they... Don't have the, they don't have the the ability to do anything with them, so they drop them off. There's not a whole lot that we can do with them, and there are people that should be committed. There are people that should not operate in a free society that are incapable of operating within, within a free society. But who decides that? And that's a whole another show. And I know we're like literally at the last couple minutes, but like who who decides that? And how do you make a blanket protocol so that you don't? improperly commit somebody who shouldn't be and they have no remedy is you you put you put an appeal process in i don't i don't know how how you have there has to be a way to appeal out of it uh that you've been improperly committed that this judge didn't know what they were doing uh that this 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 psychologist was wrong and have somebody independent i I don't know but 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 i know that's putting the burden on you to to prove you're sane i i understand well, it's just like appealing any any uh, a conviction is is you it's now the burden now on the person convicted to to prove that that the trial was improper or whatever. Right, but whatever that's else. through a trial and an adjudication process where your rights are preserved. When you're committed, you're just committed. Like yeah. someone takes something before a judge and they they sign an affidavit and the judge is like, oh, "Okay, well, we're praying for you. Here you go." I mean, it's and I, don't get me wrong. I agree. There are people who are dangerous to themselves and others. And and but oh, well, and, and it's it's really sad too. I've got a friend whose wife has dementia, mm-hmm. and he's been trying to get her get her into an institution. The the the, the hoops you have to go through. And look, he lives out on a mountain, and he can't he can't sleep. And 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 they're and they're they're an older couple. They can't sleep. He, or he right. can't sleep because every time she moves, he thinks she's going to wander out. And if she just wanders out in her in her nightgown and just wanders into the woods, she's gone. And he can't chain her to the bed. Right. And he, certainly with it being in, in sort of a cabin home, being a wood home, you don't want to put double locks on the doors in case there's a fire. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, he's in this horrible position where he's doing everything he can to, to get – to get help and all he catches is red tape. And I, I, I this is, this, you know, this is a year ago, the last time I visited with him. Uh, so hopefully that's resolved, but you know, you do have people that she, she doesn't have capacity. She's super, super sweet. Her personality is still, still intact, but she, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it's slowly killing him and he's not in the best of health either. And he's, and he's left with, with, with no resources to deal with it the system so, fails people i just i'm super concerned about what happens yeah, what, what the solution yeah. is right. right yeah well that we can agree on is that the solution a lot of times is worse 
Yeah. Every time government tries to fix something, it's like the Midas touch. Everything except in reverse. Everything the touch turns to crap. All right, Jessica, mm-hmm. how about your closing thought? Um. Well, we are super short on time, so. It's your birthday today, the day that the show is dropping. Happy birthday. Thank you. So Thank sorry you. you're so old. 45. Wow. I know. Well, do, what kind of discounts do you get for 45? <laughs> I still have to wait for November 11th to go get my free meal at Shoney's. Oh, gosh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. That's funny. Well, thank you, thank you very much, and and thank everybody for listening. Uh, we, again, next week we're going to be looking at doing more of a legislative wrap up because so much can change up until whenever they gavel tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever they hit the gavel. So, thank you very much, Jessica Salaji, my partner in this endeavor. Thank you, Eric Cumbie, who takes our audio, and makes it something that you can actually listen to. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, I've been running from the law Hope they won't shoot me down soon They sing on a sleepless night Try to catch me howling at the moon